0: Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. This is episode number 39. I'm your host, Eric Clark, and today is June 5th, 2017. Um, this episode is titled Hunt Work-Life Balance, and we're featuring guest Sam Yubel of the uh, Hunt More app, the Fish More app, Chase Nation, and also uh, a filmer and a hunter with uh, whitetail adrenaline, as well as Wisconsin whitetail pursuits, <clears throat> among uh, many other things, such as being a family man and a genuinely uh, good person and, and guest speaker at <laughs> different hunting events. So he's a pretty busy guy, so I really appreciate him having taken the time to come hang out at my place here and, and record this episode. So this episode's pretty uh, pretty relaxed, pretty straightforward. Sam and I just simply talk about um, how to balance hunting and work and life and uh, how we go about doing that. And really, uh, the general thesis that I kind of try to take here is that hunting is kind of the key. It helps balance out those other things. It kind of puts you back into neutral, so that way you can go at those other things with full steam um, and a clear head. So um, appreciate you listening, and sorry it's been a while, but uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode. All right, so we have a guest with us today. It's been a while since I've done this, so our guest, Sam Eubel, is here to motivate me to get, get my ass back on track, and he's actually sitting here with me at, uh, at my bar in my basement. So we're live on Facebook. How's it going? And then we got the mic over here. You can barely see it on the screen over there. And we're just going to talk about work-hunt-life balance and uh, kind of flesh that topic out because, I don't know, hunting really kind of helps balance out your work-life balance.
1: Yeah, and hunting, uh, uh and on the other hand, uh, working and, and family kind of, uh, steal you away from the outdoors a little bit. So, how do you balance the two? That's kind of a, a tricky little predicament that we find ourselves yeah. in. Being a family man, I've got a little girl at home and a wife, and, uh, and you've got pets and a wife, and, you know, it, it uh, there's times where you wonder are you are you being selfish because you, you you just so badly want to be outside you know instead of being at home but at the same time your kids are only young once and and uh, and there's priorities in life so how do you balance it so it's funny you say it that way I
0: I'm almost a family man we're expecting in September so that's exciting we're having a girl just on that out too cool that's a good life man um, I, I love having a daughter <laughs> I'm terrified and excited at the same time but I look up to my dad and I remember being a kid, he would be gone for a week or a weekend and he'd be hunting and I couldn't wait for him to get home. And uh, there's sometimes it's like you you look up to him or I looked up to him and thought, I want to be that, you know, and then I was so excited to do do those things with him when the time finally came. So I hope that by continuing to do it and spending time away, you're creating that excitement
1: for your kids, maybe. I don't know. I think it means you got to start taking things a little less seriously when you are with them one thing i found early on just in the dating stages with uh with my now wife was um i'd take her musky fishing or, or I'd take her out scouting for white tails and, mm-hmm. or shed hunting and i'd be very focused you know real serious yeah and i'll be honest that's a real good way to make uh, or to you know incidentally make them not like it as much and not be as you know interested in going with you um so, and so,
0: yeah, choose your path widely. Maybe you don't want them with some guys, guys out there. <laughs> yeah, careful. Just
1: stay at home. I'm going by myself. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's really important for me and just like you, like, right. So you just were talking about your dad. So your dad, uh, he's the one who got you and kind of invested or your passion built up in the outdoors. So if, if, if you were to short your wife or, or kiddo like that, wouldn't that be selling them short? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know, man, it's, uh, it's, it's been, um, it's been a learning curve since, uh, since I started dating my wife, Christy, and getting married, you know, that's a whole nother can of worms. It's a time thing, too. You, yeah.
0: Like, you no, know, my wife's upstairs, and one of her favorite things to do is spend time with me, you know, as, a, as me also, but... You know, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, I know I, I have this need. It's not that I want to spend time with you, but I need to spend time in the woods or yeah. in the water. I have to do these things. And you can come with me, and that's great, but you're not as interested as it, in it than I am. So I'm going to go do those things. All right. And, you know, maybe you'll love me all the more for it. <laughs>
1: or just come with and, and, and find your own passion. I'll, you know, I've been really impressed and, uh, and, and fortunate uh, for that matter. To, you know, have introduced my wife to hunting. Uh, and then to now see her be successful. Mm-hmm. She killed her first bird, uh, big turkey, um, big ten and a half inch beard. Uh, two years ago, it was her one and only time she got to go out turkey hunting oh, with me. Wow. And, was and, she hooked? And she was hooked. And she still wants to go. The only reason she hasn't gone since is we had our little girl. Okay. Uh, so that kept her out of the woods. And then uh, she's pregnant again. Yep. Um do in July, early July. Uh, and so that, uh, kind of kept her out of the woods this spring uh, plus that. And okay, if you want to go, you can go, but I've got to stay home with Adelaide, our yep. daughter. Uh, and, and so there's, <laughs> you know, there's that. So, you know, she's kind of missing out on a couple seasons and is it fair that I keep going out and she has to stay home with a little one. Right. But at the end of the day, would she actually go on her own? if I was to offer to stay
0: that's maybe a good question I know my wife wouldn't she I dragged her out during with me once and she was bored completely bored and she actually spotted the deer and she realized she's like oh my god wait you're actually gonna shoot it and she got really sad <laughs> <laughs> so it was an interesting experience she didn't want to go again but she was glad to see how
1: it goes and what it is and she can't believe that I'm entertained by that so you know it's kind of funny I got those um... Those early mornings when, you know, you're getting up early for a hunt or something, especially when you're looking at mid-November, uh, you're getting up super early. Uh, here, for example, gun deer season two years ago uh, in Wisconsin here, at least southern Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, we had huge snowstorm mm-hmm. uh, on opening day. And it was snowing sideways since overnight, and uh, it was cold, it was wet, and it was just rough conditions. I had built a uh, tower stand for my wife um, over the couple months leading into that. Now, mind you, I only had so much time to build that thing because, you know, we had a lot going on in the house mm-hmm. and other in work priorities and whatnot. So it was like, okay, once in a while I'll go out into the garage and put this thing together. So at any rate, the night before opening day, uh, she told me, if I don't want to go in the morning, are you going to be mad at me? Or asked me that. And I said, no, of course not. I'm not going to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But I, I went to bed that night thinking, um, what, how should I, have, did I approach that right or did I handle that right? Of course, I wouldn't be mad at her, but I would be, honestly, I'd be disappointed. Yep. Because she'd be missing out on that experience. Right. I don't want her to miss out on it. Yep. Right. And so uh, that morning came. I woke her up and, you know, she kind of flagged me off. And so I backed off. I grabbed my stuff. I got dressed in the closet, closed the door behind me so I wouldn't wake her up. And then uh, me and a buddy who was along uh, to join me on the hunt and film mm-hmm. uh, we went out that morning and um, I you know I thought about pulling up my phone and texting to see if she had made it to the blind okay but my hands were freezing I'd already gone through two pairs of gloves we had to you know yeah we had to, yeah. we had to row down a long river and this it was just a ridiculous trip it was an awesome trip yeah it was it was uh, uncomfortable um, but anyways I heard a shot and I was like you gotta be kidding me! That I knew right where that gunfire had come from, and sure enough, Christy had gotten out of bed, pregnant. I think she was at the time seven months pregnant. Holy crap! Drove herself to the land, uh, got out of the truck, trudged through snow, mm-hmm. got up in the blind, and shot a deer all on her own. And that was her first deer ever, and it was a buck. That's really impressive. You know, that was so really she's a cool. badass. She's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and she did the same thing this year. Um, she shot a, a really big buck this year, um, and she did that with her dad in the blind with her this time, though, who uh, who hasn't been in the woods for, like, 20-something years. Okay. And that's relevant here because I said, why haven't you been hunting in over 20 years? And he said, you know, I used to love hunting, Sam, but as you get older and you have a family, you kind of just get away from it. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what's happened. I just kind of got away from it, and and just haven't uh, you know made time to get back out. So, how did he balance that right? If he really truly did have a passion for it, yep. if you listen to him talk about the stories, you know he loved hunting. So why would you just let something like that go slip away? You wonder. It's, how old is he? Um, sixty-two. 62. I apologize if he's listening. and He's pissed. That I just told his age, but he's probably. Okay with it. <laughs> just check this game
0: here make sure it's working i think it's good i wonder what i'll be like when i'm 62 i haven't lived i'm 31 now i've been hunting and being i've been in the outdoors since i was like five or six years old you know yeah dying to to have the opportunity to hunt and it's part of who i am so it's like yeah, I don't know. You just wonder if you get old or achy or your, your joints don't work as well. You, you just wonder what you can actually be capable of doing. But I've seen a lot of old-timers in the woods. I don't know. They just go and go and go.
1: Yeah, My grandpa, he he was always up for going um, up until he was very old, but he, he slipped. He was walking through snow. We were hunting in Waupaca on uh, the family's 40 acres there. And he stepped on a log that had a little bit of snow on top of it. Yep, it was fresh snow, so it was wet, and the bark was off. It was old, I think, probably elm tree or something. Mm-hmm. So no bark on it, super slippery, and his foot went right out from under him, and he fell, and he dislocated his shoulder. And that was the last time he went hunting. Uh, so it took an injury for him to say, you know what, I'll eat the deer. You go and you go and harvest mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see myself getting out of the woods. If anything. I see that, right, okay, of course, my time is limited now with a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be that way for a few years. Mm-hmm. But as many people as I talk to that have been through the same thing that, you know, I'm going through and you're about to experience says, you know, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it at all because right now I just enjoy the kids. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they're old enough to, you know, handle themselves mm-hmm. and stay on their feet and come with you and, you know, not jump out of the boat if you're, if you're out fishing or you know just and and be able to to walk well enough to get through the woods uh you're gonna have a heck of a good time showing them what motivates you to go hunting fish and what drives you what where's your passion come from same way your dad did for you that's the way i look at it but i will say with a daughter and you might have this fear too because i know that when we were pregnant with adelaide i was very concerned and I still am because I have no idea because she can't speak English yet. <laughs> right. Is, uh, being a girl, I wondered, is there potential that, you know, she's gonna like not want to go get dirty and, and she's going to want to like just be really girly mm-hmm. or is she going to want to be girly and yet still be kind of a badass and mm-hmm. go do stuff like mom and dad do. Mm-hmm. And I, I was worried about that for a while, but I don't know if I'm really worried about it anymore because when I think about how my wife is, uh, is, is kind of taking on the whole passion for the outdoors, I don't really see Adelaide straying too far away from what something that, you know, mom and dad, you know, collaboratively, mm-hmm. uh, love. So sorry I'll, about this. No, that's okay. What is that? Is that part tiger? <laughs> and part lion? Man's George to be where the action is. I'll do logo design and he'll sit on my lap like a child. Yeah, It's weird. So anytime I'm editing film, Adelaide comes and sits on my lap <laughs> and she just wants to press that keyboard. No! And it's like, no! Don't, don't, do, don't it. do it! yeah <laughs> ruin hours of work.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: man. No, but that that's... um. This topic is, is such a good topic that I think that there's probably a bunch of people yep. that I can and, relate to.
0: And we don't have the answers. This is just something to, to talk about because I think we all think about it. And I think about the different stages you have in life, right? Like you're at a different stage than I'm at, but you were in this stage. And mm-hmm. even previous to this, you know, I can only talk about what I know and what I've been through. And what I've been through is that there was a point in time where I could do whatever the hell I wanted. I call it OFP, own effing program. Yeah. And uh, I was definitely OFP for a number of years, and so it's hard to shed that skin of I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go right now because that's what I'm doing. I don't have to, but now I have to include my wife, my plans, or you know maybe as a you know a guy that's taken his career more seriously, I have to you know, I have to get stuff done for tomorrow for work that just has to get done. So right. I can't go do that thing. So it's I don't know, but then when you do have the time, you definitely got to take advantage of it
1: yeah you absolutely do um that is one thing that uh i could say you know just for example last week wednesday um i fish uh wednesday night musky league uh pewaukee lake uh and uh she just turned that down that Uh, beer yeah Yeah, what are you doing get out of here (laughs) how could you turn down (laughs) a sip of beer (laughs) Anyways, uh, it was Wednesday night, Muskie League, and uh, I hadn't been fit. Well, I was down in Kentucky fishing a tournament. Yep. We, were, we were filming that promo for for the Fishmore app, so I got four days of fishing in, um, you know, a week earlier. But I'd been waiting all all off season for game fish season to get mm-hmm. here. So first time on home water, I cannot wait to go. So I get out on the drink, and here comes a monster storm. We Only got like an hour and a half of fishing in before. Uh, the storms hit and kicked us off the water you know lightning and everything so we went back to smokey's musky shop there and we stood around talking and drinking beers and and gavin or whatever and you know i'm trying to crack smiles and laugh it all off but at the same time like this was my day yeah you know i knew that this next week now this week yeah. wasn't going to be the same kind of week i can't go on wednesday i'd love to go on thursday but we might be driving up north you know and to be with family and so. Now, maybe another two weeks are going to go by before I get a chance to get out fishing again. Well, the same thing happens during hot season.
0: Well, the interesting thing is, I mean, I feel like the seasons just fly by. Summer, it's like every weekend suddenly becomes completely planned out, and you're like, right. what What happened to my summer? What happened to those days where I was going to do these things? And, yeah, I've only been out twice fishing so far, and I actually got for Christmas um, I hope this thing actually picking up. What we're saying here. Um, it seems to be – I got an inflatable kayak. Holly and I got a, a two-person inflatable kayak for Christmas as a gift. So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna blow this thing up," you know. And we I went out with a buddy on Neshota Lake over here, some little tiny lake. It's only like 13 feet deep. We didn't catch anything. And so I said, "We'll, we'll go to Okanawaka River next time." I've always caught fish there. I've never not, whether it's smallmouth, pike, sure. largemouth, rock bass, whatever. So I go there with him, and that on that on that trip, um, the same week, and we got nothing again. I was like, "Man," but to that to that same tune it was like man it was just good to be out you know it's just good to be out i don't know how to explain it you know casting getting that water in the line just it really great with a fish on the other end i'm not gonna lie but that's how they're hunting
1: too you know i'm a musky fish (laughs) man. i I like to cast man when it comes to catching fish i'm the wrong guy to talk to man so you know that you're you you know you're affectionate about like the whole lifestyle of being a fisherman when you become a musky fisherman because you you know the catch rate is going to go plummet you know compared to what you're used to not to say anything's easy so i don't want to make it sound like anything else is easy but i'm just saying uh we go a lot of fishless days and um but when you get that one it's worth it it's so worth it you forget all the time invested before that yep but you know what um Back on you might want there's some questions popping Sorry up there guys. too by I'll the grab way. That one, yeah.
0: Let's see here. How am I doing on battery?
1: If I move it here,
0: you can only see one of us, so he's better looking, right? What's going on, Roman? Uncle Greg, Jeremy, Ben, I know all these names.
1: yeah you? Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, back on topic. So there's there's times where Okay, put yourself in a tree stand for a second sun is going down and you catch that that portrait in the sky that you know is indescribable you couldn't even put words to describe it right it's mm-hmm. so beautiful but you're by yourself in the tree stand and you so desperately want to share it so what do you, you pull out your phone and you take a picture which the picture never never looks the same cuz you can't smell the air hear the sounds right. feel the air on your face you know so you take that much passion into something that that you do, you know, your that's your personal thing, that's your time, right? And you think about how much it means to you, and then you think about, like, you know, your family at home, your wife mm-hmm. and your, your child. It's not born yet, but when it comes. Mm-hmm. And don't you want to just share that? Absolutely. Because if you don't, you almost feel selfish about mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, and so I feel that a lot where, uh, you know, my wife will give me the, the thumbs up and say like this last archery season, she, yeah, go ahead. You know, you better get out, uh, you know, and get the tag filled because she knows that's what I do, you know? <laughs> and every time out, I felt like, boy, it's, it's like, and like you were saying before, I don't remember the acronym, but it's oh, OFP, the OFP <laughs> yeah same kind of thing. Yeah, it used to be that way and it's not anymore. So I feel like I got to take major advantage of that opportunity. Yep. Um and uh, and I just remember sitting out last season and it was October mid October like the thirteenth or something like that and it that awesome sunset yep. over uh, you know and I hunt in Delafield is one of those places I, I was okay. hunting that so you're day. familiar with where you're at right now yeah, yeah. I wasn't too far away well, I can't <laughs> say it on the air where I was but I was I was less than a mile away from here okay. as the crow flies <laughs> but I was. Uh, <laughs> I was watching over a lake, uh, and the sun was setting and boy, was that pretty. And I was just thinking, man, you know, my wife is probably at home right now. Um, you know, up to her years and in, in stress right now, cause our little one was even smaller than, mm-hmm. and harder to manage. Well, I don't know if harder to manage is accurate. Things change different a lot in manage. that first couple of years, yeah. right? <laughs> But different to manage or whatever. And here I am sitting peacefully watching this sunset. Um, uh, <laughs> I ended up killing a buck that night, though. Okay. So So, that made it all worth it. Uh, but, but I just remember thinking about that, and, and is it fair? And, you know, is it it's kind of feels weird. Like, why am I thinking about, is it fair? Well, because you're only human, right? And you mm-hmm. care about your wife, and you care about your kiddo. And then, are you missing out on time that you could be spending watching that little one grow? You know, because, you know, you're being selfish and being yep. out hunting. Man, it's just such a it twists you up inside.
0: A little it sure bit. makes you want to be around that more often, I think. Your time away gives way to more appreciation to want to be back around that environment. Which is an interesting concept. You know, you, I don't know what the saying is. I'm terrible at remembering sayings, but you know, you miss something more when it's gone or or whatever. <laughs> however it goes, you know, the heart grows fonder in absence. Yeah. You know, so as much as she might not want me to leave, I point cuz she's upstairs um you know, once I come back, it's like Oh my gosh, you know, you're back, and this is great, and I missed you, and you have that. And that's interesting. That's an interesting thing, yeah. you know? And then if you bring meat home, you kind of feel like, you feel a little bit like a man. You're like, I brought some freaking meat home. <laughs> you know, I'm providing. Yeah. This you got to make a know? mixer. And, and then she'll and, just make fun of me, but, <laughs> you know, you're not really a man. You killed a deer. It's pretty helpless. It's not like yeah. you, you know, stabbed a lion in the throat or something, but, no, but either there's way. There's a sense <laughs> of accomplishment. Yeah, a sense of accomplishment. Do you and, know what you put into and it? And pride, and, you know... There's something to that, I think.
1: Yeah, the bounty of a day <laughs> in the woods.
0: Bring it home to your family. So, right. yeah, I don't know. How's it all balance out? It, it just kind of... My, my big thing with this this episode or whatever is, man, work can really get you down and, and striving for greatness or just trying to get through your day so you can have one of these things here. That's fine, too, you know, but... I don't know. The time in the woods makes you appreciate those things. Where you don't You don't want to take your job for granted. You want to appreciate that you have one there's guys that'll piss them on all day long about their their job or their work or their career or their boss, but at the end of the day, it's something you should be grateful for. You're able to pay for your bow, your arrows, your camouflage, your scent killer, your beer, everything else. So it's like get, that time in the woods gets you to ruminate and think on things that you wouldn't otherwise because it's silent.
1: There's you know? two different types of of common work, I think, in at least. Excuse me, in the Midwest, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's like this just about anywhere. So I don't know why I really refer to the Midwest. But, know. but really, you got you know the guys of the trades, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got office. Yep. Um, and a lot of my friends are in the trades, whether they're in construction or uh, electric welding air, or all this. Knows, So yeah. many different things. But they all get up like three or four hours earlier than me, and they're to work three hours earlier than mm-hmm. me, and they get to leave work three hours earlier than mm-hmm. me. So it's like, so I get to work and I start at, say, 7.30 or 8.30 or sometimes 9, depending on the day or whatever the reasons are. But that doesn't mean that I get to go home at 3.30 or 4.00. Right. Or 2 o'clock. No, it means I'm there till 5 or 6, sometimes 7 yep. o'clock at night. And, you know, in November, especially in I don't know. When when it gets dark quick. It gets dark at 4.45, uh, you know, mid to late November. Yep. Um, during the rut. You 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 got to take. You got to request
0: that day off. You've got to do something.
1: Talk to your boss. Like working in an office environment, you know, I'm on salary, so I talk to my boss in advance. I say, well, listen, if I can get here early and work. You know, I'm over my 40 hours no matter what. But if I'm here earlier, can I leave earlier? Mm -hmm. Because
0: it still feels weird. That 40 thing is still questionable if you're... Yeah.
1: You know, when I was, you know, more entry level, there was times where, you know, you had to talk to your boss. Because he wants to know where you're at or she wants to know where you're at. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at a point where I could probably get away with, you know, managing my own schedule. But I still like to be transparent about it. Because I don't want to. People feel rely like, on you.
0: They are gonna email. You, expect it's to respond.
1: Just an added stress. It's like, okay, I wonder if anybody noticed I am not there. Maybe there is an email and I am not responding quick mm-hmm. enough. And and, uh, and I do have a business cell, so I can check my emails. But that's stressful in itself. Mm-hmm. And usually, if I am leaving early work to get to hunting, mm-hmm. uh, I don't. I am driving, so I am not gonna be on my phone doing emails. Yep. And when I get there, I am usually swapping out my work clothes for my hunting clothes sure to get into the woods enough time to have at least an hour to hunt uh and which by the way then you know you're limited to uh you know not too far of a trek in which kind of can bum a guy out you know unless you got some easy peasy walk down the edge of a field you yep. know, hunt a field edge or something but a lot of times especially public land hunters um if you're gonna go spend time in the woods, you might as well make the most of it and, and up your odds. One in order to up your odds on public land, you got to put more work in, right? Which means you need more time because it's not so easy to access those hidden pockets. If you're, you know, not necessarily hidden pockets, but those pockets that aren't touched as much, mm-hmm. you know, if if uh, if you're just, you know, racing out from the parking lot, it's not it's not like that. So. You got that going on, and in the back of your mind, you're you're so you're stressed about work, and now you're you're, you're, you're already
0: stressed about hunting. almost. You're already flustered. Shouldn't be that way. Yeah, yeah, no, you
1: shouldn't. You shouldn't fish angry or stressed out. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, Ken Jackson wrote a book called uh, "Never Fish Angry." I like, like. I feel like I should probably read that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a good. It's about musky fishing in the Northwoods, Well, that's where he's from. Anyway, his guides up there, but um, that's beside the point. Uh, but, 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 yeah, so, you, so you're out in the woods and you're already stressed about work. And then you add in the stress of knowing that you're being kind of selfish going and sitting in a tree or whatever. If you're hunting on the ground, it yep. doesn't matter. Doing something that you love while the person that you love might be at home waiting on you to get home. And sometimes, you know, you don't get home till late. By that time, they've already maybe worked a full day. So they're already exhausted when they get home from work which takes their mood from up here to down here. Right. And, and when you're
0: unaware of it, too, you walk in there, you're like, uh-oh.
1: Yeah, and now you just got to relax, and you're walking in like, oh, man, finally got the work stress off my back. I had a great day. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, yeah, well, I have the work stress on my back, and I have, like, sitting here waiting on you on my back. And, you know, that can make kind of uh, for, for a touchy situation. It's, uh... But it's not like it's bad. It's, no, absolutely it's not. not. The, it's no. not to complain it's about it. It's good that someone's out there caring about you, wondering where you're at. And and actually,
0: right. you're so valuable that when you are around,
1: yeah.
0: when you're not, it, yeah, it's more
1: for them, right? So that's the uh, that's the struggle. Boy, I wish we had like a, like a like call-in or something. I'd love to we, hear I've some d- people, I've done it that
0: way. Um, I'd love to hear some I have some like a Bluetooth like... speaker. <laughs> Gosh, it would be, I'd have to kind of pause it, but I'd... I've done the call-in show. Let's do something like that. Sam, um, I talked to these guys here. So we got four. We got four viewers. I'll just um, pause this for a moment.
1: You do to kind of balance it out. Um, make sure this is
0: going here. Sorry, bud. Yeah. The things I do, gosh, I just, uh, I'm the idiot that bites off more than you can chew and chews it anyways. Uh-huh. I'm a, I'm a little bullish that way. I'll i will just sleep less, work more. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I get pretty weird. And then when it's something I'm passionate about, especially hunting, actually hunting and fishing are probably the two, the only two things that I will happily, gladly, excitedly wake up at the ass crack of dawn yeah. without a care in the world. Having had trouble falling asleep because I'm so excited, so I got even less sleep than normal. Sure. And I'm good to go. But trying to get up in the morning at quarter to five to go to the gym?
1: Nope. Mm, No, man. You get enough workout when you go hunting. Yeah.
0: Do it for work. I'll do it because I have to, and I'll drag my butt there, but not the happily, excitedly kind of way. And hunting, it's like, I just can't wait, you know? (laughs) And I even enjoy that Zero Dark Hundred drive, you know, when you're the only car on the road. And there's that weird feeling that starts to start to start this fire in your soul and you're like
1: builds up the excitement yeah walking through know.
0: the woods when it's dusk and you can kind of see but you kind of can't and usually when i go you can't and then it starts to come to life and your eyes are like wait is it is it actually daytime or have i just adjusted that well and so i don't know i get i guess i solve it by it probably isn't the right way but i just take it on i just
1: no i see what you're saying so so i think what if i'm hearing you right what you're saying is you you know you're going to have a day of activities and it, whether it's with your wife or with other family or maybe it's on your own, just errands you have to run. Mm-hmm. But you've got a day of stuff to do, but you got to get out in the woods. Yep. So you're willing to get up early mm-hmm. to go hunt, even if it's just for an hour, mm-hmm. maybe two or whatever it takes. Just enough time to get in the woods and just at least to feel like you were there. You were there, but like, <laughs> just to feel, feel like you, like you, you, you tried. Because you never know.
0: There's always... It's like that cast. I'm I am the class, and I'm sure most fishers are. So I I don't think I'm like special, but one more cast, one more cast. That yeah. could be the one, and one more visit to the woods. That could be the one. That buck could just be walking through right then.
1: Do you do you ever do you ever find yourself? Because this has happened to me before. Do you ever find yourself stuck? Um, where okay, I, it's time to go. I know I need to go, but either hey, either deer came in and now I'm, I'm you know fully surrounded or maybe it was uh, you know maybe 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 it was like a turkey or something like that, that happened to me this Oh spring. but then you have to stay. Oh Cause, yeah. Cuz now
0: you're like well now now something I heard <laughs> something. I'm not just hearing reverbs of my own thoughts. This is a real thing that could actually happen now. Right. And so yeah, I've had that. But the thing with hunting is the sun goes down, the sun goes down.
1: You only get some time to sun, shoot. yeah, well wow, so the morning is the time is the hard part. Yes. Especially on a weekday if you talk your boss into letting you stay out like say hey um, do you mind if tomorrow I come in at 10, I'll stay late or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or just, you know, you usually work more than you, unless you actually get one, then it's like a problem, right? Right. Well, like <laughs> you I know, need the whole day. I got to go track this thing. <laughs> I've, I've had incidents happen where it was like, okay, I know I got to, I got to leave here by nine to get back to work by like quarter to 10 yeah. with enough time to change out of like all my like gear and into, you know, fancy office clothes. And then like strut into work like yes. I just got out of the shower and you know fresh you know blah blah blah. I've had that happen before where I'm actually I just shot the bird or the the deer, and that holds you back from getting to work on time. So yep. then you're racking your brain like, okay, how do I explain this one? You know, how am I gonna get out of this one? And uh, <laughs> you know, nine out of ten times, I can only think of like two two instances in a job I used to have. Yep where I had to, like, really answer to somebody who... He was a bit of a micromanager, if I'm honest. Sure. And I'm okay saying that, you know, live. It's fine. He's, I think, retired now, so... Unless he comes <laughs> out the of odds retirement. odds hearing this. <laughs> and, yeah. And he doesn't really care for uh, for hunting and or fishing, for that matter. So maybe... maybe you know what? And, hey, maybe... Maybe uh, maybe that's why he was so hard on me when I'd take time off to go, you know, do those sure. things. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I shot a deer. Um, was at uh, three four years ago now? Uh, and and it was right at sunset. Uh, you know there was minutes left of shooting time, and uh, and that was the spot. That's, that's my about favorite a time, A mile man. away from here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that deer left a massive blood trail, but all we followed it. Um, I I would say probably I think it was 150 yards. And there was no deer. How could there be this much blood and no deer? Well, I didn't want to push it and it was dark and I couldn't see much and it was like all right, back out time, come back in the morning. Well, unfortunately I have to work the next morning, you know, I had to be there at seven or between seven and seven thirty. Right. And it's the kind of place in that office environment where you walk in after like everybody else and they know. And they know. Yeah. Everybody. Doesn't matter if they're above or below you. Yep. They know, and it just doesn't sit well. So you might not hear anything about it, but you don't want to be that guy, mm-hmm. you know? But anyways, um, that night, I sent a... That's a that's uh,
0: call, I think. Oh, that's my wife's phone.
1: <laughs> that night, I called uh, I, I called my, my boss real late, like on his business cell, and left him a voicemail. Well, First of all, he wasn't too happy about, like, the 11 p.m. call, okay, to <laughs> tell him I wasn't going to be in on Shut time, up. and I was taking a half day. But the other thing that he wasn't too proud of me for doing was actually coming in late because the next day, even though I said I was taking a half day, I didn't come in until like two in the afternoon. So that pretty much took a whole day. Yeah. Yeah. So he sat me down. We had this long talk and I won't get into the details of that, but it was ridiculous. And finally I was just like, listen, I shot a deer last night. I needed to go look for it. I've been out there in recovery mode. He doesn't like hunting. He doesn't like killing doesn't get animals. Don't care about it. He definitely didn't want to hear that. The reason I was missing work is <laughs> my vacation day, though. So why does he care? I don't know, but it's such his life, and we uh, we all kind of deal with that at some point.
0: Yeah, I got a boss right now who's the owner of the company I work for, and he's a great guy. <laughs> so if he listens to this, I'm a little brown noser here, but he's he's trying to set up time for me to actually go bow hunt more. So he's like, I'm trying to work something out here, so you can get bow yeah. season off he's
1: got he's Something got like the I, right idea yeah and he's a bow hunter so you're gonna have to keep it. working for him <laughs> you're gonna have to definitely keep working for him so that's a neat thing so work life
0: balance right depends on what you do for a living who you work for doing it and how much they'll so understand what you're going through yeah but i, I honestly think i don't know I had, a, I had a boss that was into the micromanagement and you know to a degree but a real motivator but i was a producer so he wanted me there making him money you know that's just how it was and I feel like, you know, at some point when you bring in enough, you kind of earn it, you know? Hey man, I've done these things. I did this. Here's what I brought in. I'm out. You know? Don't bug me. I'm going hot. You want me to come back with a clear mind and produce more? I'm going to go do this thing and you're going to have to just be okay with it, you know? yeah of course i'm in front of that person that's not the way i was that's not say, the tone of my conversation i was gonna say that but that's like the <laughs> that's the back of my mind that's the objective and then how the delivery is a bit different that's the conversation
1: that's I, I have with my buddies as i drive to work <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm gonna i'm gonna let him know what's <laughs> up you know and i get there hey, and i'm like hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what happens i'm though. just
0: wondering
1: if you'd be so kind <laughs> yeah and it, and it doesn't usually go your way
0: no no but that's that's life life punches you in the face I think well, there's a quote by Mike Tyson like everyone has a plan until someone punches you in the face. See, I, I don't, I don't, I
1: can't even understand it unless it's with lisp, and I don't want to be the guy to do it, and I don't want you to do it either. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'll just is. imagine it. That's funny. Yeah.
0: So the the solution is I I don't know. Everyone's got a different. Everyone has different variables with their work, their life, their family, and what they actually even like to hunt. You know, I, I just assume most people listen to this um, are deer hunters by and large, and. That's the kind of thing that I talk about more than anything else. That's what I know. Yeah. But there's turkey and there's coyote. And so you can get your fix anyway. I mean, maybe you're going to go out during the moonlight in winter months and you're going to freaking do an all-nighter and you're going to shoot some yotes. At, you know, that could be the thing you do to get out. It doesn't have to always be the, the deer or whatever, but...
1: I guess I guess if there was one, one thing... Uh, and, and and I tend to talk too much, so if, Same. give me the look if I'm if I'm rambling here. But just we got to the end of that beer. Yeah, something to yeah. Well, if I'm talking, I'm not going to drink it, but I definitely <laughs> want to drink it, so I'll talk last. Oh, excuse me, but what I will say is um what I found, and, and I'm not wise. I mean, beyond you seem kind of wise. Maybe a wise guy. <laughs> I'm a wise guy. Yeah. <laughs> you got that right. No, I uh, is is sometimes. We overanalyze things, right? And we look at, say, our wives or a girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that's the best uh, comparison for right now for this mm-hmm. conversation. And we th- overanalyze what we think they're probably thinking. Oh yeah. About what we're doing. Yeah. And that makes us feel like, oh, uh, like selfish. Like mm-hmm. I was talking a lot about before. And uh, and and then we feel rushed. And when we feel rushed, sometimes we get stressed. And when we're stressed, sometimes we get agitated. And then, you know, next thing you know, before you walk out the door to go hunting, maybe just your internal stress that you built up on your own Mm -hmm. because of your own, like, mind overanalyzing what she might be thinking, right, Mm -hmm. might cause an argument or, you know, just you don't leave on the best terms. And you come home. And what do you know, like dinner's out or cookies are made and she's happy to see you and you're, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, well, oh, son of a God, you know, I misread that one. I miscalculated. And then you feel like a dumbass. And, and rightfully so. Most guys do. Right. But, Most guys are. But I think, but, and, 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 you know, now I'm, I'm two and a half beers in here, sure. right? But, and that's not many. but I'll be honest. I'm not sure if this makes sense, but I'm going to say it anyways. Mm-hmm. I think. That it's it's us overanalyzing uh, that causes the stress, the hiccups. I think if um, if we really were to, in a sober mind, stop, stand back, and like watch as an outsider looking in mm-hmm. at that whole thing going down, I would say that whether you're a male or female that has this passion, because I know an awful lot of women and right. girls out there yep. that are addicted to hunting, and their boyfriends or husbands aren't aren't yep. right and they still have that drive just like any man does unless they had good dads but yes, exactly <laughs> but the point is is typically whether or not your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend is a hunter or a fisherman themselves um, they fell in love with you or found interest in you whether, I don't know if you're in love or not yet not, not you I know who you are <laughs> but I'm talking about anybody listening yeah, right yeah <clears throat> They fell in love with you for a reason. And uh, and they knew you were into the outdoors when they met you. So, of course, they, you know, advocated. Right. That's something that supported. drew them
0: to you, right? That was a thing that you did. That's a flag you carried. Right. And that's something that makes up your makeup and your character and who you are. And that feeds into what they like about you in some level. Well,
1: and know? there's a lot of level there. That That's a high level. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, in, 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 uh, and if I take the white gloves off and be transparent for a second you know i'm not gonna pretend like there hasn't been times and i've been with my wife now we'll be going on 14 years so we've been together a long time mm-hmm. not married that long but together that long it's a long time and and there's been arguments or or discussions not necessarily like yelling matches right sure, sure. but discussions where sometimes like you know like you you focus so much of your attention on hunting or fishing and you know you me looking at it, I'm thinking, okay well she's saying that I don't pay attention to her and that causes a little bit of a you know a breakdown in communication at the moment, mm-hmm. right uh, And admittedly, uh, you know there's been times in my life since we've been together mm-hmm. where I've looked at what I do and how much time I put into it uh, and, and thought about is it really worth it? Well hey, what if I just sell all my fishing gear? What if I get rid of all my hunting gear? Because this means the most to me, right? Mm -hmm. And then what does she, what what, would that make things better? And no, I think if I ever sold my hunting gear, and I think if I ever got rid of my fishing gear, I think my wife would probably leave me because she loves that about me. Mm -hmm. And I was too damn blind to see that Mm -hmm. because I looked too deep into it. I just thought that me spending all this time away from her out in the woods, Mm -hmm. like, was a problem. Like I was being selfish, and yep. she was mad at me for. It, but she wasn't.
0: There's, you know, I'm just gonna turn this camera here for a second. But there's a lot of people that I know. In my social circles, um, friends of my wife, people that I know, family members, relatives, um, people, coworkers, that I've heard it. I've heard. I've literally heard. It. He spends so much time in the woods. It's gonna be a problem when we get married thinking that maybe you're going to fix that. And it's like, that's who you are marrying. Mm-hmm. That is not a problem. That is who that person is. And some, some guys take it, you know, like I said, the OFP. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're out doing every, hunting every animal, fishing for every fish at every season that happens throughout the whole year in the state of Wisconsin or elsewhere. And there's always something in season. You could always be hunting. But at the end of the day, you got to just, whether you're with a girl or, or a guy that does those things and appreciate it. You know,
1: I think if, if, if he or she ever says, do you love being outdoors or hunting or fishing or do you love deer more than you love me? I think that's when you need to look yourself in the <laughs> mirror and say, listen, so you're you're answer that question. you need to have more like of me time and yep. go buy her a bottle of wine or go buy him a uh, case of, of beer and something. And, uh, and, and just make sure that the other person knows that they're appreciated. Yep. Um, because they fell in love with you for a reason Yep. And, but
0: to that person it's like you know yes. you got to let that there's got to be some independence too
1: you know oh absolutely
0: everyone's got to have their hobby and if that's if you're dating someone or you're married to someone or you're with someone that their hobby is the outdoors you know there's plenty of outdoor activities that cross over like morel mushroom hunting right like my yeah. wife and i went morel mushroom hunting once and that was awesome for us to go do that because so it's a hike in the woods. chill. You're just walking around looking for mushrooms. No big deal. You're not killing any animals. Right. You're just spending time outside. We're, we love canoeing. We love kayaking. We love hiking. You know, that's all great. So you can go shed hunting. You can go deer tracking. You can go, you know, explore some new territory. Shed you know?
1: hunting is a great thing. Yeah. Took, took my daughter when she was three months old, and uh, the baby Bjorn. Uh, you know, and that was in February, mm-hmm. and there's snow on the ground, and it's colder than hell and all you, you know we got pictures man mm-hmm. we found sheds and all you see because i've got my my parka yeah. around her is the top of her little like helmet or hat <laughs> you know poking up and then these two like boots that are hanging out <laughs> that are way too big for her feet but they're the smallest size they make right yeah and it's all you see and it's like we're out there doing that uh, because there's no reason to sit in the Indoors. Because what
0: else are you gonna do? Are you gonna sit there and watch Netflix for the rest of your life? I mean that there's no, no. there's no, I I can't. Tell, so my wife and I were trying to think of our favorite movie the other night, right? We're mm. trying to name this dog. We're thinking about like what are our movies? You know we can make magma. We'll name him Dale because we like Step You know Dale Dobek. Just weird stuff, right? And and I'm like, man, I can't remember the last movie we even <laughs> saw. But I yep. tell you, I can remember Prestige <laughs> world-wide. Yeah, worldwide, worldwide, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> Like <laughs> quote every line we. Our yeah. first conversations were strictly quotes of that movie, <laughs> back and forth in, in form. Um, but no, it's like, you're not. Gonna, I can't remember the last movie I watched or show that I burned through on Netflix, but I can remember every detail of every hunt I've ever been on. So I just think that those memories are far more impactful and impressionable and mean more to have that experience rather than just sitting around doing something. You got to have the two, like we'll play cribbage, right? That's a fun game. It's nice to have the dialogue. Yeah, it's great. We keep a scorecard, so you know I, I'm the winner in the family. You know, but uh, <laughs> that's a brag. Bob, ruthless about it too. No shame. <laughs> you lose, I win. You suck at life. I'm awesome. You just bury your nose in that loss. But uh, the I'm day I will like, hate it. So, anyways, cards. Man. <laughs> There's cool. no, there's no skill to cribbage. Like, I don't know, but like, I don't even
1: remember how to play. It's been a long time <laughs> since I played cribbage. I know that they, my grandpa and my uncles and my cousins would play it at Christmas time, and it used to drive me nuts. You guys go sit there by yourself and play that damn game, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go peek at the gifts. Another room, but I'm not going to be playing cribbage. But even that stuff,
0: then you ta- then we get into like, we're, we're opening all new can of worms, like, you know, gun season, tradition, and the cabin, and what you do when you're there, and yeah. we introduced uh, Cards oh. Against Humanity, my dad, a couple of years ago,
1: and he just loved it. I'm sure, there's all kinds of great conversation yeah. that happens around the card yeah. table. Oh, yeah. So that's fun, right? Usually, the conversation when I'm playing poker or something is like, "You son of a gun, <laughs> you're taking all my money. <laughs> I hate this game. Yeah, don't ever play in between the sheets. It's 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 between it's between cards and chess. I don't like, and I think it's chess that I really despise because it's so limited, just to those two people. Correct. You know, yeah, there's so much nuts. thinking that you're not going to be talking. Hey, man, I thought we were hanging out. No, I'm playing chess with um so and so. It's like whatever, man, I'm going. You know, that sucks. (laughs) Cards at least everybody can get in, you know, an Annie up or whatever. Is that even is that the right Annie in, yeah, pony up. I don't know. Whatever. Well,
0: thanks for listening, guys and gals. We'll we'll I don't know. End your suffering of us yammering on here. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you found some value in the podcast in this episode. Sam, give yourself a a plug here for everything you got going on. Get closer to the mic still. Sure.
1: Yeah, if you guys, uh, anybody listening right now, if you've got a true passion for the outdoors, if you're a hunter or a fisherman, um, you know, every season is a journey. Capture it well. Visit the Hunt More or the Fish More apps available on iOS at the App Store today and then coming this summer the android version of both the hunt more and fish more apps will be available it's
0: website how do they find it
1: yep it's uh, fishmore.io or huntmore.io and just like it said it's one word and so Fishmore, one word and Huntmore, one word cool dot io cool and then uh, what else you got please do check out chase nation absolutely chase nation uh all about adventure hunts do-it-yourself hunting public ground some private um and it's a, like again it's 100 percent fair chase do-it-yourself adventure hunts and uh if you want to see some guys get down with it and like get in a boat and paddle to some hard to reach destinations that other guys aren't willing to put in the work to get to you've gotta you gotta tune into chase nation because because that's what we're doing and we are running film the entire time that's awesome yeah man cool so, check them out it. i'll give myself a shameless plug later <laughs>